0: Welcome back to 32GI Sports Nutrition. I'm Mr. Active David Katz, joined once again by Mark Wolf, still joining us on Skype. He's not in South Africa at the moment. Uh, Lots of things happening all over the world in terms of 32GI, plenty of countries where you can get the product if you want to use it. But looking back at the topic this week, and I think it's a very pertinent one, especially if you're in the Southern Hemisphere. We're into winter now. Diet does change, nutritional requirements, uh, supplementary requirements, all these things start to change. Conversely, when you drop back into summer, like uh, Europeans and the North Americans are at the moment, there are certain things that change once again when you look at diet. We talked last week about recovery and vitamin C was mentioned. And, and that's almost where I want to start today, Mark, is vitamin C. We look at things like vitamin D, you're getting less sun. Are these the kind of things you need to start adding more often into your diet in winter? Uh,
1: David, I definitely think that they play a very crucial role because when winter comes along, uh, so do the viruses, and so do the illnesses. And uh, one of the things is that people definitely become far more susceptible to catching a, a bug. And so, keeping your immune system as strong as possible, I think, would be something you should definitely take into account. And there's a number of things that you can do. I think definitely increasing your vitamin C dosage is something that I would definitely recommend to most people. Um, I mean, even after, I mean, I would say you should be taking at least probably a thousand milligrams a day at the bare minimum. But, uh, you know, at the risk of uh, not falling ill, you could increase that up to two to 3,000 milligrams a day um, in order to try and keep your immunity up. Uh, vitamin D is, I think, a very good idea. You, you're not getting as much. First of all, I mean, we, we, to get vitamin D from the sun, even in summer, is a difficult thing. So never mind in winter when it's actually dark and more miserable. So I would say taking vitamin D should probably be quite a regular thing, and it definitely, definitely helps with, the, with the, your immunity. Um, again, for people that are falling susceptible to uh, sort of flu um, illnesses or, I mean, now at this time of the year, post-nasal drifts, uh, uh, throat infections, etc., become quite common. Things like zinc become very, very helpful. Um, obviously, trying to stay away from uh, sugary foods or anything that would be highly acidic that would actually feed uh, a viral bacterial infection as opposed to actually uh, starving it is something as well that uh, people should uh, start to look at. The interesting thing about winter, though, is that um, people are now crammed more in uh, closed spaces, um, and so bacteria and viral infections are spread so much more easily, especially in the gyms now. People aren't training outdoors as much, and they actually start to train indoors more. So I think it's just be wary. I know like, if you're going to get on a treadmill and a machine, maybe you should like wash it down with a disinfectant, which are freely available in the gyms before getting on it, Make sure you clean it afterwards, please, for the person uh, that's going to use it afterwards. Make sure that uh, you hydrate uh, quite sufficiently. It might be cold, but during exercise, the body still actually loses uh, fluid in the form of sweat. You should be hydrating regularly, and hydrating properly as well keeps the immune system up, keeps the body functioning. I mean, our bodies are 76% water uh, around there anyway, so it's a matter of taking in fluid and making sure that uh, that that's uh, done Um, On a regular basis Uh, As far as uh, nutrition goes um, I personally think it's uh, It's one of those areas uh, During winter where people actually let themselves go Because people tend to Eat more when it's cold and the reason being Is that the body needs to Burn up calories in order to be able to stay warm So there's sort of hunger comes in It's like an engine, it's like I'm going to start to warm up the body but I need Food and fuel in order to be able to, to Heat it up so you need to give me more food. And people tend to sort of comfort eat, and they go for the wrong kinds of foods during winter. Winter is an awesome time to actually get into that uh, vegetable mode because uh, vegetables uh, can be turned into soup, and soups are amazing uh, during winter, so I think you can really, really make some healthy dishes. I wouldn't overdo it. Um, Try and keep the nutrients uh, dense. Try and keep them healthy. Um, If you're going to eat carbohydrates, I would say definitely more in the form of vegetables a day. Um, a little bit of fruit here or there, and um, and, and and just take uh, take note of that. Instead of drinking water, I know that it's it's cold and you want to drink something hot. Then go for a herbal tea, which is another good option. And you can drink as many cups of that through the day as you want. It will keep you warm, but at the same time, you're getting something healthy into the system, and you're not getting something like a um, you're not getting something that's too highly acidic. Like drinking excessive amounts of coffee during the day in order to be able to stay warm. So try and limit that caffeine intake as well.
0: Mark, I mean, you, you talked about people eating more but also as the weather changes, uh, South Africa recently and we are in winter have had some really cold spells but people are tending to eat things, you know we say more stodgy food and, and that is sort of the case, people think they need stews, they need sort of soups, the, the sort of more fresh stuff, the vegetables, the fresh vegetables, the salads, those tend to fall away a little bit more, is that also one of, one of the areas of concern?
1: Uh, I think making stews, etc. You should be concerned about because what actually happens is that um, when you're eating a solid food, the body tends to feel fuller for a lot longer because you're actually used to eating solid food. When people eat liquid foods, they tend to feel like they need to eat more liquid food in order to actually have that same sense of comfort and fullness. And uh, the problem is, is that, uh, you know you can take some vegetables and you can uh, and or you can take, for example, some sauce from a stew. And the problem is, is that the calorie content of that particular amount of fluid could be excessively higher than what you would have in the solid form. So you need to actually watch from a, a, a quantity point of view and from, uh, uh, I'd say from a quantity point of view, you need to actually watch exactly how much you are consuming or know how much you're consuming. Another thing is, is that when you're making a stew, know exactly what goes in there. Know, in the, know exactly what goes A lot of people just take a whole lot of stuff and they throw it into a stew without measurements, without understanding quantities, without calorie um you know, sort of a, a an understanding of what the calorie content is, and then they just tend to overeat. So I think, yes, in a way, liquid foods can become dangerous. So uh, it's, it's worth keeping an eye on that and, and trying to minimize it as much as possible. Simple idea, for example, is if you're going to make a soup with vegetables, um, you know, keep it very clean. I mean, you only need to put some water in there and some vegetables, and you can really actually really it quite nicely. But what you can do is you can actually increase the protein content of that. So grill some chicken breasts, et cetera, chop them up and throw them into a bowl of soup. And it turns it into a slightly different meal, but it's still a nice meal and a comfort meal, uh, which will keep you warm and it will provide some, nutrient, uh, some nutrient-dense foods to it as well.
0: Mark, looking at sort of liquid intake, it's a bit colder. Generally, people drink less when it's colder. Is there a slightly less requirement when it comes to your daily water intake? And also looking at alternatives, should you be sticking to water? Can you be drinking something like more tea? In South Africa, we have rooibos tea, so it's just a tea bag and hot water for most people. What's your take on that?
1: Well, I think the, obviously the less fluid that you your body's losing, um, you know, the the less fluid you need to take in. So I think you you just drink according to thirst. Um, definitely, you might you should drink in winter. And so that, depending where you are in some climates, some climates are quite dry, so you actually do need to actually still take in quite a bit of fluid. Um, I'm a big fan of herbal teas as I mentioned earlier. Um, I can drink anywhere from 16 to 20 cups of rooibos or green tea a day. I absolutely love it and um, you know, I do that through summer as well, not just winter but uh, but to me that's a, that's a very uh, real option of keeping yourself warm and actually getting in the, the right kind of food as well uh, it doesn't have to be pure water uh, I know it's difficult to drink cold water uh, during winter, for those people that want to lose weight, here's an interesting fact you can drink some ice ice cold water when you wake up in the morning, let your body freeze. let your body shiver because of it um, the body needs to turn off more calories to warm up but there are people who sort of employ those kind of uh, of, uh, of plans in order to try and sort of reduce body weight in a, in a different way. So, so there's, there's, there's lots of different things. I think also you need to look at yourself through winter and you need to set yourself some goals uh, because after winter comes summer. I mean, and the thing is, is that what are your goals during that uh, summer? Are you going to race? Um, uh, do you want to have a beach body? Whatever it is, you need to try and set some goals. Winter's the time to set the foundations for those goals. So, again, during winter, a lot of people go off track and they forget about themselves during winter and they only start to sort of become more active again during the, the summer season. But I always tell people, set a goal and know that winter's the time to build a solid foundation. You might not be doing many much outdoor endurance or speed work, etc., but you can surely do some strength work and you can do some base training work, etc., and you can combine it with a very healthy uh, diet in order to be able to come out of the winter period a very decent level of fitness, um, uh, a good uh, body shape and weight, and then you can actually take that and you can build from that foundation in order to be able to reach some really good goals um, that you've set yourself uh, later on in the season.
0: Mark, that's some really good advice as well. I just want to quickly lastly touch on summer itself in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, yes, the summers don't get as hot as if you're in South Africa or Australia, but there are parts um, close to the Mediterranean where it can, can get quite warm, or sort of Florida, Texas in the States water then, surely you're just naturally going to be drinking more water, you will need more water, and from a supplement point of view I mean, you're probably sweating more, you're losing more salt, you need to increase sodium once again, does ma- something like magnesium come more into play in summer than it would in winter?
1: I think uh, you definitely it's quite interesting actually, the Europeans are, are big fans of, of, of salt and, and things like this when it comes to, to racing, especially in the summer, and I think it's because their bodies are very much uh, sort of cooler climate adapted, and when they go going their racing in in, in, a, in a in a summer season, which is which is probably which is a lot shorter than than sort of our warm climate, what actually happens is that they, they tend to lose excessive amounts of fluid. They tend to drink a lot more, and in order to be able to balance that um, that that intake of of, uh, of, of higher fluid. They need to actually take in uh, a mineral in order to be able to help with the absorption of it. And, and, and salt is, is, is very, very popular in Europe um, in order to be able to help. You can't get that sort of sodium and fluid balance to make sure that they're hydrated properly. So, so yes, summer, summer in the northern hemisphere is um, is definitely a more critical thing when it comes to uh, to their seasons. Very different how the Africans approach that. But, um but Europeans are quite are quite focused on, on, on sort of mineral intake to help with good absorption. Um, hydration is very critical. I mean, even though I raced uh, this past weekend in Denmark, I mean, the, the temperature was, for me, quite cool. In actual fact, I had toe covers on my cycling shoes, et cetera. For me, it was quite cool. But for some of the Europeans racing there, it was such a pleasant and beautiful day for them, uh, a typical summer's day. And uh, and and you know, so my fluid intake was probably a lot lower than some of their fluid intake. Um, it really depends on the person. It depends on their sweat rate. It depends on what their body is used to and what they require. Uh, but look, in summertime, uh, you definitely need to up your fluid intake. There's no doubt. You lose a lot more fluid uh, in the form of sweat, especially during exercise. Uh, you need to increase that. You need to make sure that you're very well hydrated. Um, uh, there's, you can fall, uh, sort of. Ill to, to a couple of things, if you don't take in enough fluid and you're actually losing uh, too much fluid, and I think that's, uh, I'm not talking about dehydration, but um, you know, I think what what happened to me quite a few years ago was I, I was training in the, in the Middle East, and what actually happened was uh, I was quite dehydrated on a long run, and I actually um, because there was definitely there was no fluid at all, um, I had a, a sort of a bladder wall rupture. It's quite frightening when it happens, um, but I found that eventually afterwards it's actually quite common, and the only reason was that I didn't take enough fluid during that long session. Like I said earlier, the mind can sometimes override the body's requirements. Your mind seems sort of stronger than what the body's needs are. But I learned a lesson that day, and and it's never happened since. So so definitely fluid intake is a big focus. As far as uh, foods go, if we look at foods, summer foods and winter foods are, are, are very different, and I think summer people... They love to go for the fruits. There's no problem with that. But again, I would look at fruits that are that are, are quite valuable. Um, berries are awesome. Um, I like things like uh, sort of the citrus fruits. Uh, you know, your grapefruits, your oranges. Actually, in, in in the southern hemisphere, those are, are sort of known as, uh, as as decent winter fruits as well. So it's something that you can actually eat there as well. Um, I love mango. I'm a big fan of mango. in vitamin C, and and an awesome fruit. Uh, things like grenadillas. But so trying to stick to more the healthier fruits and definitely in summer you're craving more fluid, you're craving more water So fruits are so definitely, uh, they've got a nice high fluid content within them And I think that's why people tend to, to crave those kind of things Because the body sends you messages and, and these are the kind of things that we tend to go for um, I think that uh, one of the most interesting things is that uh, um, especially in the further northern European countries uh, Climates is, is like looking at the Nordics uh, where I was now uh, The Sun sets extremely late and it gets and it comes up extremely early and In actual fact, there's virtually not even a night time. Right? the one night I was outside at about I think it was 10 30 11 and, and the Sun hadn't even gone down yet But it was still out and it was shining and it was strong. So in in, the, in those circumstances I feel for me I battle to sleep and it's not dark. So you need to try and adapt to an environment like that. So you try and make everything dark so I could actually sleep properly. But one of the things that you realize is that the sun is still up um, and, and, and for such a long period of time that you probably do need to be taking fluid through the day for a longer period of time because, you know, if you're outdoors and you're active, et cetera, then obviously you are going to be losing more fluid.
0: Well, Mark, thank you for another really interesting podcast when it comes to, in this case, uh, winter versus sort of summer diet. You touched on a, a sort of fruits with more liquid in them. I think watermelon would be the ultimate one. It's nutritious. It's got a lot of liquid, and it's the perfect summer fruit. From myself, David Katz, Mr. Active, and Mark Wilf, we'll catch up with you next time on 32GI Sports Nutrition. 32 Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI. Trusted sports nutrition advisors.